Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This is the nine-second prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, live within us. Come, Holy Spirit, live within us. Come, Holy Spirit, live within us. We just ask for your guidance today that we may give a clear message to those that are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I have a co-host today, Mr. Han Lee, no stranger to the show. Welcome to the show, Han. Thank you. All right. Han brought us a great guest today, Mr. Terry Fitzgerald. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you, Todd. Glad All right, to be my here. man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 75 years old now. And that's a miracle in its own right. <laughs> you know, uh, I lived a, uh, like I, I try to give you the short version, but I lived a life of dissipation for about 36 years, <laughs> and uh, a lot of ups and downs, and you know, was not uh, not very strong in my faith at that time, and then. You know, I hit a bottom and, and uh, had a conversion experience at 36, and it's just been a wonderful life since. Uh, I want to hear all about that. Are you from Lafayette? No, I grew up in Baton Rouge. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and uh, came to Lafayette after I got out of law school in 74, and I've been here ever since. Okay, nice. And so just to touch on, you know, is Baton Rouge much different than Lafayette? Did you find a home here in Lafayette? Oh, I found a home in Lafayette and just love it. Uh, in fact, Lafayette is much like Baton Rouge was back when I was growing up in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, Baton Rouge was a great town, you yeah. know, and, but uh, I wouldn't go back now. Yeah. You know, I, I just, Lafayette's my home. So I'm an LSU grad as well. You know, uh, would, do you think the Baton Rouge uh, crowd is, would consider themselves Cajun Catholics? I just wonder. Uh, I, I'm sure there would, the ones that Christ the King. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I, I know where it is. It's right by close to my fraternity house, but I didn't uh, frequent Mass. Okay, so a oh, shout-out to Father Andrew Merrick, who's the, who has taught my children, and I tell you, I, uh, just they got it going on over there. But I'll, just a quick story, just, it, it's short. But uh, I never, five years at LSU, didn't know there was a Catholic church on campus, so embarrassingly enough, you know, I didn't frequent it too much either. But Okay, so tell us, uh, Hans here today, and he's going to be uh, – uh, you know, grilling you like I am. Uh, these guys do some beautiful prison ministry, but but give me a let, let's talk about your conversion. Go ahead and tell us that story. Okay, well the the conversion came through uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, which God led me to. I know this now. You know, God led me to AA, and AA led me to God. Uh, I did not become a Catholic, you know, right away. In fact, I didn't go three hours and. and through RCIA until I was 59 years old. Wow. So that was in 2005 and uh, 2006. And your father-in-law was the leader of uh, the group at Holy Cross. How did about a, that? Did a wonderful job. John yeah. Shakespeare, shout out. Yeah. So John, you know, John and Oscar Reed, another one who can Oscar Reed's with our prison ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was surrounded by guys. And then we had a deacon named Mike Clark at Holy Cross at the time. Mike has passed on. But he was big in Kairos prison ministry. I didn't know that at the time I was going through RCIA, but I found out uh, by 2007 and was privileged to go to a number of retreats uh, at Angola 
you know, state penitentiary with Mike Clark being on our team. You know, so. So take me back to the first time. I, you know, I, I, Han, I, I tease these guys at breakfast that uh, I'm a scaredy cat. But the first time you went to Angola, was it what you thought? No, because I had been in in the early 70s. I worked in uh, Community Corrections Research Center when I got back from uh, the Army in Vietnam in 1971. And we would take some of the young convicted felons. They were in a halfway house with us and never had been in a major or maximum security prison. But we would take them to Angola in 1971 to see where they were headed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, scare tactics don't really work well for... <laughs> You know for, for rehabilitation but that's one of the things we did do mm -hmm. it was a bloody mess of a prison back then wow. i mean it was the world's largest and bloodiest maximum security prison and so i was you know, i was kind of like jonah you know on his way to the ninevites uh, i was asked to be part of this ministry as early as 2000 and i kept fighting it and refusing to go i would give them donate money or i would loan them i had a trailer that was covered they could use to bring supplies in and a friend of mine jim lambert kept saying terry you need to go be part of this ministry you will see things you cannot believe mm -hmm. you know you, you you love retreats with men you know this this would be wonderful mm -hmm. and I, I resisted i said i don't want to go to that place i really i've been before jim don't bug me about it. Well, he kept on. And uh, it got me to go to a discipleship weekend, which is similar to a Garcia, which he was leading. And he put me at a table with two black men that I just love. Uh, Coach Bob Holder, who's passed now, but and then Freddie Sanders. And between those two, they got me convinced that I needed to go, that this was something that... Uh, you know, it's part of the corporal works of mercy, a big part, you know, visit those, you know, literally visit those in prison, but that it was something that, that, you know, I should be doing. I was just convicted, you know, by those guys to go. Jump in here, huh? Well, uh, you, you know, Terry, I'd, uh, <clears throat> I want to ask you something you, you was mentioned about how you uh, convert back into uh, uh, Christian life and, you know, Yesterday, uh, I went to Mass about uh, St. Paul conversion, and when, what he mentioned about St. Paul's story, you know, like he, he used to uh, try to go crit, uh, kill Christians so hard, and then when he got conversion, he had to go out and, and work for, for Jesus so hard in his life, and able to go out and converse people. And I see that. I see those kind of things that you do in uh, Angola, and, and you're involved with uh, uh, about, what, 30 men? Uh, in the death row, and and I want to ask you, you know, when when you go in there, and I I, I saw that movie, uh, walking there, uh, the dead man walking, and when when the guy with his last hour, he was kind of a fay, you know, but 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 tell us about the men that you you walking with, do you, do you truly see that they able to uh, find Christ in their heart and they able to be prepared? for the last hour well that that's a that's a really good question Han. Um, you know you you got to put it in perspective of where these guys are you know in death row up until 2017 23 hours a day they were in their cell which is maybe eight by ten you know 
various just different sizes in, uh, in the different tiers but uh, and then they have one hour you know where they're outside of that cell either able to visit with some of the other guys on their tier and in or, or outside in another cage for their uh, exercise time that all that has changed thank God uh, but you know, you know we when we went we were the first Kairos team to go into death row in February of 2018 and we were the first in the nation to be in the same room with the uh, with with our guests with the participants uh, and we were in a little room it was 300 square feet and we had 33 guys so less than 10 square feet a guy for you know three and a half days and we really got to know each other <laughs> yeah and we got yeah. to you know it was wonderful it, it was the greatest uh kairos weekend i've been on a number of them i don't know how many anymore quit counting but uh it was the greatest one i've ever been on and out of the 10 men that were uh, you know that were picked to come to the kairos weekend we still have eight uh, that come every week and have prayer and wow. share, and when with that, it, when COVID restrictions aren't on us, we go in one. Two of us will go in once a week to be with them for their prayer and share, and uh, we've lost two. You know to, that that uh, have just like I don't know that you know just like uh, a lot of Christians, you know they they backslide, but uh, we have eight that are devout. Of the eight, mm-hmm. we've got three that I know are just, I mean, I wish they were in our parish. <laughs> they were well, something else. Terry, you're on ground mm-hmm. zero, so I'll ask the question. Do you believe in the death penalty? No, I don't. I believe in, you know, the right to life, you know, from, uh, you know, the, from the beginning of conception to death. You know, yeah. it should be natural, you know. What do you think, Han? Well, uh, I, I see, you know, when, when I came in and uh, I sat with a bunch of men that they uh, they have a life sentence in there. And, and I see the love in their the eye, you know, and the share that they put on the table and the repent that they have in their heart, you know. So I see that that's the love of Christ that able to, to give it to them, you know. And, and I thought that maybe they one day they become a... A, a, a good citizenship and, and you know like like Terry you and I talk you know and an actual one time uh, the death throws you say they, they shouldn't release from the society because they, they they finally fully changed their heart and changed their life you know so so uh, yeah yes uh, I'm also you know that that that, uh, um, that penalty is is, uh, is something that, that you know I always think about it yeah, yeah. Let, let me say something uh, when when we did this, we didn't know what we were stepping into from a demographic standpoint. You know, we, we knew we knew what we were doing in the other camps at Angola because it was similar. But death row, these guys all have a death sentence. You know, and they're there uh, right now. We haven't put anybody uh, to death since uh, February of 2010, mm-hmm. and. These guys now, the eight that are remaining, have all been on on death row for 25 years plus, some over 30 years. The cost, just the financial cost, is over 100,000 a year per man. Uh, 
of the eight we have left, at least four of them were less than 25 years old when they got convicted. Their brains weren't even fully developed, mm -hmm. and drugs and alcohol were involved in every one of the, those mm -hmm. cases. And I know this because I had to read the cases on the 10 men that were there so I, we could be try to be prepared. Uh, we don't do this in, in, the, in the other camps, but I was one of the co-leaders, so I had to read the cases uh, to see if there was anything unusual or that we needed to be prepared for. And there wasn't. Yeah. We mentioned, I'm not sure if uh, father-in-law or you, we were having a discussion in my office regarding, you know, these, these people that are on death row, some are from Catholic families. Share that. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, uh, the biggest population in Angola is from South Louisiana, Orleans Parish, Jefferson Parish. And, uh, you know, in, 70 probably 70 percent of the men could have have some affiliation from childhood with the catholic church mm -hmm. uh, whether they were born into it or had family in it you know it's just a lot of influence uh, that they could have had and should have had you yeah know, i'll ask another question and then i'll let you get i know you have some things you want to talk about but uh do, do, the, do they allow them to receive the eucharist are you able to bring the eucharist no we 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 are an ecumenical ministry and uh you know we were talking about this earlier deacon mike clark uh, you know because i asked him this question before i got involved i said you know okay this is an ecumenical ministry you know how, why are we doing this as Catholics? Why don't we just bring a Crusia in? And he said, well, this, this prison ministry is so unique, uh, you know, that we, we, we decided we had to have a big presence in, in the Kairos prison ministry because there are so many Catholics in, you know, in our prison system in the state of Louisiana. I mean, let's face it, we're a... Mm -hmm. We're one one of the hardest states in the in the union. Uh, you know, some some say we're justice without mercy. You mm -hmm. know, but we incarcerate more people per capita than any state in the union. Maybe Mississippi's caught us by now. I don't know. But yeah, well, I know you have some stories to tell, and I know you. Uh, I want you to share with your listeners, uh, and I want to remind our listeners you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Terry Fitzgerald. He is an acolyte at St. Jules Church and member of the Angola Kairos Prison Ministry, and a blessing to to us. I just met Terry not long ago, but uh, Han uh, and I. Han was a previous guest on the show. Look up his episode; it was wonderful. But uh, Terry, so tell us a little bit more about your story. Okay, well, I, I want to talk more about Kairos Prison Ministry okay. because this is, you know, Angola still is the largest maximum security prison in the United States, so that makes it the largest in the world. And it used to be the bloodiest. Before Burl came, became the warden and allowed ministries such as ours in on a regular and continuing basis and supported the work we do, uh, they were they were having like 600 uh, yearly inmate on inmate attacks, uh, and these were pretty bloody. Uh, you know, some of them led to death. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. eight to ten people would be killed a year. And Warden came 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 in in 1995 and started allowing. You know, he had a moral rehabilitation uh, theory, and it works. And so he started supporting the ministries that were coming in. We started going in in 93, a couple of years before he got there. And 
you know, so through his support, the latest figures I have, now these are because of COVID, I don't have the most recent ones, uh, but it was less than 30 in, in like 2017, 30 attacks. And these are minor attacks that wouldn't have been reported earlier, you know, mm -hmm. like spitting on another uh, inmate. That's reported now. That would not have been reported in the 90s. Uh, so the, the ministries are working. We have now trained well over 2,000 men since 1993. Now, a lot of these guys uh, have died, and some have been actually been pardoned and are great ministers. Uh, so and, and in this time period, they started a, uh, a seminary there. It's a Baptist seminary. And a lot of men go through Kairos and then go to seminary. Wow. They get a degree in divinity and then become ordained ministers, and they use them in the prison system to go to where there's negative leaders. They'll put them in as a positive leader, like in the barracks or in, the, uh, in different prisons around the state, and it works. Yeah, you know, Han mentioned uh, the Feast of St. Paul and, and conversions. And, you know, I'm listening to the Mass uh, a couple days ago about that and, and about how Paul was actually killed Stephen, right? He pretty much had him killed. And, you know, here's a murderer. And I think about Stephen's family, and I'm like, man, I wonder what they think about Paul, you know? Mm -hmm. But Paul, people forget. I mean, people, I guess, uh, rightfully so, that uh, he, he turned his life around. Yes. Right? You know, and you're kind of dealing with that in, 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 in real living color in today's world that's amazing and and you're seeing the fruits of your labor that's the beauty right oh, I mean, absolutely I'm that. absolutely the, the the three and a half days we're there you know is like a crusio it's very mm -hmm. similar and we literally see the holy spirit working mm -hmm. i mean you're, you're talking about the hardest <clears throat> hearts and people that have walls up like you will not believe mm -hmm. that that get knocked down in that weekend and that gives them you know that gives them the the springboard to you know to a christian life give us some information like like i'm a dummy uh how far is angola how do you get there uh how often oh, okay. do you go yeah. yeah well we again covid's kind of knocked us in the head on yeah. going for visitations but it, from lafayette going the back way it takes about two hours and 10 minutes okay uh and we don't go through baton rouge you know but it's a little bit north of uh st francisville it's uh, you take a left uh, onto Highway 66, and that'll take you straight back to Angola. You know, when you run out of road, you're there. You're at the front gate. And how would someone get involved if they wanted to? Well, they can call me, uh, or they can call Han. You know, in fact, call me. Call me. Yeah, yeah. Call, me. yeah call me at the dealership. Yeah. I'll put you in contact with there these guys. Uh, email. Would you have an email? Y'all don't have any, a website or anything like that. Uh, no. Well, we do have a website, but we. <laughs> We're trying to get it changed right now. Okay. Uh, and we'll have it kicked off. I'll get it to you. I'll get you that information as soon as I can. Okay. So, Han, you joined in. I'm imagining Terry's been doing this forever, and, and, and you joined in at some point, or, or how's that? How'd yes. You, yes. Uh, uh, I think uh, it was 2018 when, when I met Terry, and uh, Terry looked at me, and, and he found out I'm a Vietnamese, and I think he has something with the Vietnamese people because he went there for the war, and uh, you say, Han, you, you want to come to Angola, the ministry with me. And when when I heard about Angola, you know, I have a little part and say, sure. But, you know, one of the things that I always want to come in 
and 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 see what's going on with Angola and 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 when I came in, it's like um, you know, taught you, you you familiar with Kusia? We we have a theme song. Uh, one of the theme song is uh, "My Shepherd is the Lord," and and one one of the the, the one one of the words they say, you know, uh, when, whenever we walk in a dark valley, mm-hmm. we have no fear. And when you walk into a wall of Angola and you see all these fences all over the place, and you walk in there with a group of Cairo men, you know, you have no fear. Wow. You know, that was an unbelievable <clears throat> experience, you know, in there. And then after that, you just got hooked. You, yeah. you, you, you become a part of it, you know. So that, that, that was great things. Terry, where do you see God today? I mean, I'm, you must, I know when you go in the prison ministry, but uh, how do you, tell us in your life where you see God clearly. Well, you know, besides the prison ministry, uh, you know, I, I see God really clearly in AA. Uh, and the, the good news is we're getting more and more guys that are, you know, in there back into church. And uh, so... But I see that working in people's lives. You you see people that uh, are hitting bottoms, you know, and not bouncing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't know what to do. You know, nothing's working. The power, the prestige, the possessions, or the pleasures aren't working anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so they can't fix it, and they have to turn their life and their will over to God. And that's that's how it works. I like and I, that. You know, I love it. Okay, so being a lawyer, uh, tell us how you balance the law. You know, when the law says, "Hey, you've done the crime; you need to do the time," and, and that with your spiritual life and, and forgiveness, how does how do you match those two? Well, it, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one of the main precepts for me of you know what Jesus taught, you know, just forgiveness and love. You know, over and over, we hear those two. That's the same thing we bring in to prison. Now, I can love these guys, but they did something bad, and they need to be punished for that. But we need to change the system. We, they don't just need to be shut away and put away for, for life. Uh, I'm not a screaming liberal by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I'm a moderate, very moderate in my belief system. But we are costing the state of Louisiana a lot of unnecessary money and there's a lot of talent of men that have changed their lives in prison uh, we need to rehabilitate them you know we, mm-hmm. we, and they are but they're never going to get out they're going to just die there uh, do you believe that um, as Catholics we believe in purgatory and do you believe that these death row inmates or angle are living sort of their purgatory on earth Mm. Uh, uh, that I, sir, I believe we're living in eternity right now. This is part yeah. of our eternity. So to answer your question, yes. You know, uh, death row, it, it's the nicest facility in Angola, but it's still not someplace you would want to spend 23 hours a day, you know, prior to 2017, mm-hmm. locked in a cell. You know, uh, they don't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have some of the some of the prisoners sued the state because they were older uh, prisoners on death row. And they sued the state to get some kind of air conditioning, and they have the Cajun coolers. They those three wow. guys do. That's it. Decent food. 
Oh, that's debatable. I've eaten. I've eaten in, in some of the camps. I've never eaten. It's like the cafeteria at Cathedral when I was a kid, right? Kind of like that. No, they would love that. That, that would have been good food, you know. But please forgive they, It's me nutritious food, but yeah. I, you know, it, it's not something. Uh, <laughs> Not something I'd want every day. It's just sustenance, huh? Just a few minutes left in the show, Han. Come on, give me, give him some more. Well, um, Terry said, "Oh, you know, the, when when I think about Angola, the prison ministry, I always think about Matthew. You know, when, when Christ always call out, you do the least, and then uh, and then talk about purgatory. You know, and I think that's probably one of the most beautiful things for us to ever go in and get this man to live and to truly repent." And, and able to uh, get the relationship with Christ and, and, and live there every day with, with Christ. And that's how they repent their life in there. You know, that's, that's probably one of the beautiful things in the in the Angola ministry. Yeah. So, the, so you know, Terry, I'm, I'm glad what you did. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to be a part of the team in uh, that role with you soon. I'm looking forward to you being there. This is the dream team I have in here. Uh, so go ahead, Terry. I know you want to share some things with our audience, but go ahead. Okay, uh, the, 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 the one thing I want to share, you know, to the men listening out there, because uh, you have an opportunity to go to a Corsia or to an Axe weekend, take it, you know, because you're going to be given some lessons and you're going to be in a container of love like you won't believe. And that's what we bring to these prisoners. Some of these men have never experience love in their life on the you know the way we bring it to them some of them have never had a birthday cake in their life the ladies on our team you know make birthday cakes little little individual cakes and put their names on them they you know their hearts get cracked open you know and 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 it's something that's just wonderful to see and so do yourself a favor if you can go to a retreat uh, you know, an axe retreat or or Crescia. and then if you want to come to Kairos, give us a call. We'd love to have you on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we need you. I'm reading a book called The Second Mountain. I don't know if you guys have ever read it, but you know, just in general, I think everyone can relate. And uh, you guys are on the second mountain. You know, clearly, uh, you know, you go through life, and wherever that places you, or whatever you chase, you're on that first mountain. And whether you're you've been put there on your own, or someone put you there. You just trudge through life and sometimes you get to your goals and you get up there and you go oh is this all there is you know but i think when you when you f- discover like you mentioned curcio axe retreat where you have this conversion where you, you find there's a whole nother mountain out there and it's not about you it's about everyone else and the first mountain's about happiness about yourself and the other mountains about joy and i think you guys have discovered that and i can see that clearly uh, as a third third-party viewer you know you guys i can see the joy in your hearts and thank you for doing so much of what you do yeah it's beautiful so just a minute left on the show terry what do you want your legacy to be uh well just that that i I was a servant you know that that what jesus said you know he didn't come to be served but to serve hopefully i i was doing the right thing you know and helping somebody else get on that same track you know, there's a saying uh, in AA that I love that happiness is the byproduct of right living. You know, and that has been true for me. Yeah, yeah. love that. 
Well, thank you two for being so on the show. Uh, look forward to many more breakfasts and adoration hours with you guys. Uh, just a blessing to Acadiana. Thank you, Terry, for what you do. And, Han, thank you for co-hosting, bringing a great guest. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'll come back and bring another doing? guest soon, I hope. Um, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Terry Fitzgerald. Um, as always, you can hear the older episodes on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts if you search Cajun Catholics. And, again, until next time, God bless and engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Amen. 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 Thank you.